Communicating is something we do all the time. Beyond allowing us to connect with others at the most basic level, it helps to build trust, can help resolve conflict and increase intimacy. But even though we spend a lot of time interacting with one another, we are surprisingly bad at communicating. And it comes at a cost. Poor communication, like not listening, saying the wrong thing at the wrong time and speaking in the wrong tone, all impede us in our personal relationships and at work. But the good news is, good communication skills can be taught. Hey, Matthew Nari here, host of the Happy Habit podcast, reaching 47 countries now. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you are new, consider subscribing. All previous episodes are available for download for free, and we have new episodes coming every Monday and Thursday. Now, in a previous episode, I spoke about the power of words, and as it happened, I came across a book called Words Can Change Your Brain, which detailed strategies as to how we can become better communicators. Like you would train your body for a marathon to optimise your performance on the day, you must train your mind for optimum communication. A calm, present and silent mind is crucial for good communication. So how do you calm down when you are stressed? In a word, relaxation. Through just 60 seconds of breathing exercises before a conversation. According to a 2007 study published by the US National Academy of Sciences, this is sufficient to activate areas of the brain that control mood, social awareness and communication. Breathing also helps with learning to be present in the moment, which is essentially mindfulness. Focusing on your breath brings you back to what's happening in that moment, making you attentive to the other person's words and emotions. Inevitably, your mind will wander and internal dialogue will cause you to become distracted. So to better cultivate your inner silence, the authors suggest ringing a bell that resonates for 15 to 30 seconds and focus on the sound, even as it fades. When the sound fades completely, focus on the silence. Repeat the exercise several times, aiming to be more attentive each time. When you get used to focusing this intently, it becomes easier to silence your inner speech during conversations. Now, I have actually tried this by using a sound of a, a tolling bell on YouTube. It's really quite hypnotic and calming, and I would totally recommend it. Improve your communication and your brain functioning through positive thinking. Now, hands up, I have a tendency to get caught up in negativity at times when my inner critic rears its ugly head like Simon Cowell at an audition. I think we have all been guilty of this. Apart from not being very good company, being a negative person in our thoughts and words not only hinders communication, it actually harms your brain in the long run as it predisposes you towards seeking out stress. And as we know, stress is bad for us. Stress hormones damage your memory and cognitive skills, and even make you more prejudiced. 
So with this in mind, if we want to become a better communicator, we must increase our levels of positivity. So how do you replace negativity with positivity? Simple, use your imagination to visualize. Before an important conversation, imagine a positive dialogue. In 2010, researchers at Purdue University in Indiana found that people who approached conversations optimistically were more likely to be happy with the outcome. You can also employ the 3 to 1 rule. Think of three positives for every one negative observation and this applies to your conversations too. With a pen and a piece of paper, identify your innermost values from religion to politics and science and even beliefs about money, and let them guide your actions and your communication. Your inner values act as your roadmap, and when you share those values with the person you're communicating with, you're truly keeping in touch with them as you are encouraging cooperation and promoting understanding, which makes for more compassionate and productive communication, even when you don't see eye to eye on everything. And this is especially important in intimate relationships. Now, when communicating, expressions are just as important as words. I'm talking about those people with very expressive faces. I'm always gesticulating with my eyebrows or scrunching up my nose or pulling faces while I'm talking. Totally unintentional. It's just how I communicate. But we are all like this to one degree or another. And we can use these facial expressions to say as much, if not more, than our words. I mean, it's easy to spot an anxious face, a sad one or an angry one. The best facial expression to have when entering a conversation is one that conveys interest and kindness and encourages trust. Luckily, there is something we can do in our attempt to be a better communicator, and it is to smile. The book suggests, rather than faking a smile insincerely, think of a happy memory. Not only will this make you more inviting, it also makes you more empathetic and open to honest communication. Facial expressions combined with your body language make up your non-verbal cues, and they are very important, so be mindful of the faces you pull, especially if you have the unintentioned habit of looking like Edward Munch's The Screen. And exactly why are these cues so important? Simply put, if your words are in conflict with your face and your body language, you will be giving your audience mixed signals. Conversely, if everything is in sync, you will command your audience's attention. Changes in body language and facial expressions provide insights into thoughts and feelings. The next step to better communication is to express appreciation and use a warm tone to encourage receptiveness. There's a great quote, you can catch more flies with honey than with vinegar. People respond a lot better to warmth than they do aggression. We all love compliments, but to work they must be sincere, in that you must actually believe in the compliment you are giving. Another step to communicating effectively is watching your tone. How often have you sent someone a text message and it has resulted in a miscommunication? This is because via text it's very difficult to convey tone. In the real world, in person-to-person -person interaction, we can avoid this by watching our tone. People attach meaning to tone. 
and if you do not use the right one, you can easily be misunderstood or trigger a negative reaction. To avoid this, you should use a warm tone which emanates a sense of empathy, compassion and sincerity. Lowering the pitch of your voice also helps to command attention, as was found in a 2009 study of doctors giving bad news to patients in the University of Amsterdam. Our brains are extraordinarily complex, but when it comes to communication, simplicity really is key. To really hear and be heard, speak briefly for a maximum of 30 seconds, as this will give your audience the opportunity to process what you are saying and not be overloaded with information. And speak slowly as it helps with understanding and fosters respect. And it helps people to listen more deeply. In contrast, when we speak quickly, we can make others anxious or afraid. But remember, communication is as much about listening as it is about being listened to. Pay attention when the other person speaks. Listening deeply encourages the use of several other steps we've already learned about, such as focusing our mind and paying attention to non-verbal cues. In addition, it requires that we avoid interrupting as much as possible. If an interjection is necessary, we should first apologise and assure the other person that what they are saying is important. Lastly, when it's time to respond, we should actually address what the other person has said. Changing the topic or bringing up something we said previously only breaks the flow of the conversation. When you combine deep listening with all the other steps, you have a complete set of tools for better communication. Put them into practice in various aspects of your life and see how much your interactions improve. So in summary, good effective communication won't occur without your application. To achieve it, start by calming your mind, learning to be more present and taming your inner dialogue. Enter conversations with a positive attitude and engage in ways that align with your inner values. Use happy memories to generate an inviting expression and pay attention to what other people's expressions might be communicating. Reassuring people with compliments and use of a warm tone help make them more receptive. Speaking slowly and for brief periods of time will help them understand you. Lastly, remember to listen intently so that you can respond appropriately. Well, there you are, some suggestions to help you become a better communicator. Hopefully you found them useful. Thank you for listening to this edition of the Happy Habit Podcast. Until next time, stay happy. Mm-hmm.